Welcome back, everyone, to Shrimp on Deck. Roger Hoover now joined by Zach Rabb, who is a diehard Miami Marlins fan who has made the trip from Israel to the United States of America for a couple of weeks. He got to take part in the 25th anniversary weekend for the Marlins in Miami. And, Zach, first of all, how cool was that experience you got to have over this past weekend? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, that was, yeah, one of the coolest baseball experiences. I've done a lot of uh, crazy baseball things up until this point in my life, but that was uh, quite a, quite possibly one of the best ones I've had, uh, without a doubt. Just uh, being there again, seeing all those old players, all the guys I grew up watching, seeing the teal and black jerseys again, uh, reminiscent of my childhood, you know, the jerseys that I saw on television and in person watching as I grew up in Florida was uh, was pretty special, pretty cool. Tell me about your baseball journey. Uh, when did you first start getting into the Marlins? Of course, you're from South Florida originally. Right. So, well, I was born and raised in South Florida. Um, my dad raised me. My dad's a big Yankees fan growing up. Raised me loving baseball. I played Little League since I was a kid. You know, throughout middle school and high school, kept playing. Went to Marlins games since I can remember. I have uh, memories going back to, I mean, the 90s, you know, the late 90s, let's say, mid-90s. Um, and the the glory days of 97 and then 03 and the years in between that. Just, yeah, I, I would say if you ask me family memories, I'd say 80% of them revolve around baseball, revol revolve, you know, especially with my father and uh, my brother, um, the ones that, that came to the games with me. Most of our memories revolve around hilarious things that happen at games or the two no-hitters that I saw in person in, in uh, Marlins history. And so, yeah, I've just grown up since I was a little kid loving baseball. Um, and it's continued as I've gotten older, you know, even though I live now 6,000 and something miles away from, from the United States and from Miami, uh, still connected to my roots, still connected to my love of baseball. Um, that's obviously never gonna, never gonna go away. Um, if anything, it's only gotten stronger from the, uh, amount of effort I have to put in and, uh, to, to follow and keep track of everything that goes on even that far away. And just tell us uh, what your daily life is like and how you are able to keep up with the Marlins from over 6,000 miles away. So, yeah, in Israel, it's a seven-hour time difference from uh, from Florida, from Miami, seven hours ahead. So, for example, when there is a 7 o'clock game, 7 o'clock p.m. game in Miami, that's 2 o'clock in the morning where I am. Uh, it's quite nice when there's a Sunday afternoon game, 1 o'clock. That's uh, 8 p.m. by me. I get to sit down and have dinner and uh, and watch the Marlins. Uh, MLB TV is a lifesaver for me there. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, you know, not every game is at 1 o'clock Eastern time, unfortunately, which would be quite <laughs> nice for me. Um, so sometimes I, I uh, you know, when there's a 2 o'clock game, or sorry, a 7 p.m. Eastern time, 2 a.m. Israel time game that I want to watch or that I just feel inclined to, I haven't watched baseball in a week, I need to get my fix really badly. So uh, I basically come home from work, go to sleep, 8, 9 p.m., set an alarm, 2 a.m., wake up, uh, no coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker. Somehow I manage. Uh, it's uh, mind over matter. You know, when I love when I love something like baseball, I could wake up w at whatever time of day. My mom doesn't understand how I do it all these years. <laughs> um, my friends think I'm crazy, but I was just like, listen, if you're passionate for something, you'll wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, not every night. You know, that would be uh, insane of me. I'd probably get fired. Um, but, yeah, and then I watch the game, 2 to 4.30, the uh, pace of play initiatives have been nice and helpful to me because then I get an extra couple of minutes of sleep afterwards, sleep another hour and a half, go to work, and uh, hope I make it through the day and, you know, just work hard and 
hopefully they don't realize that I watched a game at two o'clock in the morning. But it's <laughs> it's tough. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but it's uh, it's fun and it pays off, especially when they get a win and I get to go to sleep happy and then wake up an hour later still happy. You know. That's really cool. And of course, not only are you a big Miami Marlins fan, but also for Team Israel in the World Baseball Class, you get to travel a long way to watch them play last year. Yeah, that was uh, that was still my number one experience. As 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 awesome as yesterday was, uh, getting to meet some people in that 25th anniversary. The, the what I experienced with Team Israel. Um, if those of you who remember, basically in the World Baseball Classic, Israel got a qualifying team. They qualified. I was at all of those games back in Brooklyn in September 2016, I believe. And then they made it into the actual World Baseball Classic and surprised everyone, um, except for me. <laughs> um, I knew they were going to surprise people, and uh, I knew they had it in them. I flew to South Korea, um, and eventually once they swept the, the f- all three games in their first uh, pool in the first round, um, over uh, South Korea, over Chinese Taipei and the Netherlands, and made it to round two. Um, my my work realized they were my work was watching me on television uh, in the middle of the day in Israel and uh, watching me on their computers at work, and said we can't really say no. You know he has <laughs> to he has to keep going to Tokyo. So I changed my flight ticket, missed an extra week of work. They were kind enough to let me go uh, to Tokyo. Got the craziest experiences ever of just being watching baseball in South Korea and Tokyo. You've never seen, uh, I mean, especially being a Marlins fan, Marlins Park. I love Marlins Park. I love Marlins, the atmosphere, but you're never going to see anything like the fans and the, the cheering sections and the atmosphere and the energy in South Korea and, and Japan. There's nothing like it, but just also getting to know some of the Team Israel guys and the success that they had winning the first, you know, the entire first pool and the first game over Cuba in the second round before, you know, falling out to Netherlands and Japan, which are two quite worthy opponents to even be up against and ending up fa- um, finishing sixth out of 16 teams in the World Baseball Classic, by default clinching them a spot in the next World Baseball Classic, which you can bet uh, I will be at all those games as well. I've never missed a game uh, up until now, so you can bet I'll be at, at the, all those games. Um, that was a wild and crazy um fun experience that will definitely be number one unless they win in three years from now which i hope oh no doubt and i know you got to meet some of those guys talk interact with some of the players and their families and you also got some notoriety during that time all of a sudden some articles about you started coming out some interviews here and there that had to be a fun experience yeah some things i did not expect were going to happen uh happened um the there was some guy from the mlb MLB mlb.com that was in south korea and Jonathan Mayo, who's a writer for MLB, uh, f- about you know writes about the prospects, minor leaguers, uh, for MLB.com, was there. He's he's Jewish, a huge supporter of Team Israel, really huge, a really nice guy, and put me in touch with a another writer from MLB.com who was there, who added me to an article of the super fans of the World Baseball Classic with some guys from uh, Korea and Chinese Taipei, which was pretty cool. Uh, my friends and family got a kick out of that back home and back in Israel, back in Florida. Um, and then the the coolest coolest moment uh, of my life probably was uh, um, Craig Davis of the Sun Sentinel reached out to me um, my my local paper that I grew up you know I woke up every morning getting the sports section getting the entire newspaper and opening up the sports section to check, check the Marlins scores and then all of a sudden he reached out to me and said I want to write an article about you what you're doing is amazing it was super cool local South Florida kid local Boca Raton kid right. Um, and so he reached out to me and ended up writing an article about me. The editors liked it so much. I ended up on the front page of the Sun Sentinel 
on March 14th, 2017. I still remember that date because it was pie day and there was a <laughs> picture of a pie on the front front <laughs> newspaper and my, my parents, my grandparents, they went out, they bought 10 copies right away. Um, and my grandmother was just walking around my community in, in Boca and showing anyone who would stop for a split second to show, look, my grandson's on the front page and I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. And I have, my mom made it framed uh, a copy of it. It's sitting in my room in Israel to remind me of, uh, of that experience and just all the other things, meeting, meeting some of the players and the coaches and the, the scouts and, uh, guys that helped get them to that point was, uh, was really a rewarding, eye-opening really nice overall experience um everything about that i there was not one thing that other than losing those last two games which would have been nice if they won uh there was nothing bad that i could say about that experience only like 110 percent awesomeness that's really cool and then uh this past weekend uh, you told me before you had uh, been looking about maybe coming back to the united states at some point you saw it was going to be the anniversary weekend for the marlins and you just said to yourself i've got to come back and it sounds like you had a terrific time the last few days what all did you get to do yeah so uh they announced this uh this series a couple months ago and i marked it on my calendar right away i said you know i'll have some vacation days that by that point um i, I ne- i'm gonna need a vacation around that time maybe i'll go back in june it just seems like a good time to go back you know, I have a, one or two other things around this time in the U.S. that I'm that I was able to come back for as well and work into this trip, but the focal point was the beginning was to go for this uh, the 25th anniversary celebrations at Marlins Park. I mean, I haven't seen the black and teal jerseys in um, a handful of years now. I forget exactly what year they they switched uh, five six years now. So it was I said I gotta have the chance to see that to see all those players. So yeah, I flew in. Um, I mean crazy long international flight lost my suitcase uh finally finally got to florida spent the weekend um i was able to go to the sunday game um got there some of the guys uh some of the people that know me from twitter um were kind enough to bring me down to the field um where out of nowhere lewis brinson uh shows up lewis brinson also being a hometown kid who i've basically fallen in love with since uh since he was acquired from the brewers in the yelich trade um and just I mean, he showed up out of nowhere with a with a jersey, which I realized after the fact was personalized. Blew me away with his his and Juan Pierre's number nine, and a nice hat and a, a ball which he signed for me, which was uh, really nice of him. But then just got to chat with him for a couple of minutes, and he's down to earth and as nice and kind and uh, easygoing and just respectful as everyone's written about it as as advertised. You know, he comes as advertised, and you know. I have faith, and I told him I have faith that he's he's going to turn his struggles around. He's going to start hitting, uh, and when he does, the Miami, the, you know, Marlins faithful are going to absolutely fall in love with him, you know, f- the full package, not just his personality, which I think almost everyone has realized already is is fantastic, and everyone's gotten to love him and gotten to know him a little bit better. They'll see that he has the skills and the the skill set and the the power we already see is there you know he's i think second second behind justin boer mm-hmm. in home runs right now uh, so the power is there and he'll get the contact up and raise the batting average you know uh, much higher than it is now um so so that was that was exciting to meet him and meet who who i think is a really good cornerstone of you know for the city of miami and just for the marlins organization in general both in both in the way he carries himself um and just the way he acts on and off the field and with the community and everything like that. So getting to meet him was incredible. I got to meet some of the alumni too. For example, you know, saw Luis Castillo, Gabby Sanchez, Charlie Huff, you know, first pitch ever. I mean, that was 
super cool getting to see him and shake his hand and take a picture with him. And uh, I was just born right before that first pitch. <laughs> I've basically been born and grown and been through ups and downs just like the Marlins organization. You know, I've never been sold. Uh, <laughs> no one ever changed my name like right. they changed the logo or changed the name of the Mi- to the Miami Marlins. But we're basically alive for the same amount of time and uh, have a lot in common. Um, so it was fun being back there, seeing all them, watching the alumni softball game. Um, and then, unfortunately, they lost, but the experience was there. And I also, oh, how could I forget? I met uh, at a certain point in the middle of the game, I was able to meet with Chip Bowers, president of uh, business operations. Me working in, in marketing back in Israel was really exciting for me to get the chance to meet Chip. I've uh, play, paid close attention to all the behind-the-scenes works that, that he's doing um, <coughs> Excuse me for the business side of the Marlins. And it's uh, just getting to talk with him and understand that his ears are completely open to Marlins fans. They're listening between the the Mello campaign and uh, everything else that they're doing there. They're 100% ears are open to the fans, you know, understand that things need to change and that the fans, <coughs> excuse me, have been longing for good baseball and a good baseball experience here. And he's working really hard around the clock. And so it's a pleasure getting to meet him and actually see that in person. That's outstanding. And again, uh, you were talked about on the Marlins social media accounts, and then uh, you got to have the weekend down there. But then what made you want to come to Jacksonville and check out the Jumbo Shrimp? Well, I'm, a, I'm on a bit of a baseball road trip right now. I, uh, I knew I was starting in Florida. I knew I was ending in New York, um, going to a couple of Yankees games next week uh, with a bunch of buddies of mine. I said, I got to do something to fill the couple of days in the middle. I looked at major league teams. I looked at minor league teams, trying to figure out what's a normal schedule going sort of in order in a logical manner across the U.S. Um, and then I realized there was, I said, there was a Jacksonville game. I had never, it was actually uh, my first time hopefully watching a Jacksonville, uh, a minor league game, you know, let alone a Jacksonville jumbo shrimp game. Um, and I had the opportunity to not just see the current Marlins and the past Marlins actually mm-hmm. yesterday, but to see the future Marlins. And that just got me excited. To I've never gotten a chance to see it from this perspective um so so i'm here and so far it's been it's been really cool to be here and to meet some people and to see the field and just to get that minor league at least pregame experience um and i'm, I'm excited for the game the, the rain looks like it let up and yeah. uh excited excited to be here and i i hopefully it's a good game hopefully it's a win but either way it's already made uh the visit to Jacksonville worth it. It's been a lot of fun so far. Who have you been able to talk to? We went around the ballpark for a little bit, but any of the players you got to talk to you enjoyed? Yeah, a handful. As uh, as you know, I uh, saw, let's see, uh, Isan Diaz. I saw Monte Harrison, Nick Knight, or Max Duval, you know, of, not of Duval can- County, but representing <laughs> Duval County. We is, love him uh, here, yeah. <laughs> as, as I've learned, Jacksonville is uh, known for. Um, is This is Duval County. Um, and uh, Norwood and uh, who else? I mean, Crescentini. Marcus Crescentini, yeah. Um, all really solid human beings, really nice guys. You know, just playing off of what I saw from, from Lewis Brinson yesterday. They've, whether they've acqui- acquired in trades, you know, Monte and Nissan in the Yelich trade also uh, with Lewis, um, or just, uh, you know, Matt and Max, who they picked up from, uh, from independent leagues, or Crescentini, who they signed as a, you know, release free agent. Um, or, or I mean, all these guys are and and Nightert, who they got in the D Gordon trade. All these guys so far have been super welcoming to me. Um, really a pleasure speaking to them, and they they seem like hardworking guys. Um, you know, really striving for for that ultimate goal. 
um, both together and, you know, striving to make e each other better and making themselves better. Um, I can only imagine what the actual atmosphere is in the clubhouse. Probably really good if you combine all those guys that I met plus the couple other guys on the team. It's probably a really good team chemistry and, yeah, all really nice guys so far. And I'm sure all the other guys I didn't meet are just as nice, if not better. Well, you're a nice guy as well, and we first got to interact on Twitter, and you're very active on Twitter. How can people follow you and keep up with you as you're watching the Marlins games? Yeah, I've, I learned a year and a half ago, Twitter's a fun place as a sports fan. Yeah. You get to interact with, with people of all walks of life, Marlins fans, baseball fans, minor, major league, anything, I mean, other sports fans as well. Um, my Twitter handle is at Zach Rab, Z-A-C-K-R-A-A-B. Uh, I'm the most active baseball twitter account you'll come across in israel for sure uh, especially the marlins but in general i think i can uh, i can vouch for that baseball fan I, I know a couple of my friends there are also active but uh i just you know try to see the positive and what's going on with the marlins organization and just anything in baseball in general you know i love any good story you know like chad bettis or you know uh danny farquhar getting back and just things like that i love that that type of baseball is you know the things that capture my attention the most but when it comes to the marlins i'm i'm all out and whenever i'm awake you know sometimes i'm quiet throughout the night during a game that's probably because i'm finally having a normal night's sleep <laughs> you know some of those are good every once in a while but yeah twitter twitter is a fun place and it's it's opened up a lot of doors and introduced me to a lot of great people like yourself and some of the players interacting with and given me some really fantastic experiences i hope you know other marlins fans eventually get to experience things like this as well and Maybe, you know, seeing what I'm doing this week will motivate them to go to go to some games and go on a little adventure themselves um, and see some of the minor league players and, you know, interact with them a bit more and be as positive as possible. You know, at times it's hard. I'm not going to lie about that. But be as positive as possible and understand that there's a process going on right now and there's finally a plan in place. And everyone in the organization is on board. And if they're not, they, they, you know, then I'm sure they'll find good people that are on board 100% to get this organization finally not having a World Series once every couple of years randomly, a fluke, and then, you know, no winning season since 2009. We'll finally have a winning organization, you know, hopefully winning seasons, playoffs every year, you know, some World Series championships uh, sprinkled in would be incredible. Obviously, that's the goal. Um, I'm excited to see where all of this leads. No doubt. We're excited to follow your baseball journey coming up. You're as big a fan as you'll find for Team Israel and also the Marlins, but hopefully after tonight you'll be as big a fan you can find for the Jumbo Shrimp. But we're just uh, very honored that you chose to come here on your baseball adventure, and just thank you so much for joining us. It was uh, my pleasure. Hopefully uh, hopefully we get the W today so I can say that the one Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game I've been to so far was a win. All right. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to the Jumbo Shrimp Network presented by Community First.